Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Amen. Thank you, Channy. Appreciate you see Channy playing for us tonight. First time I got a chance to meet Channy. And uh, mom said, that's my boy playing up there. She didn't need to say anything. I seen the smile from ear to ear, you know. Amen. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Take your Bibles and open, if you would, uh, this evening to um, first, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, please. Sure good to see all the folks that are here tonight. Now, you know, we're, we're still getting to know each other, right? Amen. And it's a lot easier for you to get to know me than me, you. There's a few more of you than, than me. So it's a, learning, it's a learning process, right? And so uh, as far as the services go, I, uh, I, I, like to, I, like to preach, I like to preach in series. You know, it makes it easier, honestly, uh, when, you're, when you're a pastor. It makes it then having to figure out every single week, what am I going to preach, right, preacher? You know, you get into a series. And, um, and so I, I like doing that. And so I, I kind of I break it up. You know, I like to study a book of the Bible, and so we'll, we'll select a book. I pray and ask the Lord to lay what the church needs uh, on my heart, and so we'll study a book of the Bible, and we'll go, I mean, we'll go verse, ver, verse by verse. And I like that. You know why? Because if, if I preach something that really gets under your skin, all I can say is, it was there. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sharing it, you know, and so... Uh, so we'll do that. We'll, we'll take a book in the Bible and maybe Sunday morning. I'm trying to gauge the crowds, you know, and so I'm trying to figure out who comes when and who doesn't come when and why don't they come then and all that kind of stuff. And that takes a while, you know, and I know it's summertime and so we're in and out and people are on vacation and whatnot. So, but we'll pick a book in the Bible and we'll study that out from verse to verse and have a good time with it. And then I'll usually pick a a subject, a topic, you know, uh, maybe the Christian home or, you know, something of that nature. Maybe I, there's a, a series I did, I, I'm looking forward to doing it again, called Kingdom Living. It's interesting. It's neat. It's out of Matthew 5 and 6 and 7, the Sermon on the Mount, you know, and so we'll do that. And, uh, and, and so we'll, that way you'll be able to lock in, you know, to, we know, you know, pastors teaching out of out of Colossians, uh, you know, in, in, in the morning services, and then, you know, in the evening, he's te- and you'll know where we are. Right now, uh, we're doing this summer in the Psalms, and so on Wednesday nights, we're just picking random Psalms and not teaching through the book of Psalms. Uh, I don't have the uh, capability to stay on something that long, 150 Psalms, right? And it might take us from now until Jesus comes back. I, I don't have, I just don't have the discipline to stay. Uh, so we'll just pick through the Psalms and have a good time with it, you know, and then we'll change it up. So, but for now, for now, I'm just praying and saying, Lord, what is it that, you know, you, you, you want me to, 
teach or preach to, uh, to the church till I get to know you. I don't know what your needs are yet, right? Are you okay with that? And so, and so a lot of these messages are just topical. I'm just, you know, and I'm trying to, I always try to do this. Whatever I preach on Sunday morning, I try to come back Sunday night and stay in the same thought, you know? Uh, I don't want to overload you. And so we're just trying to try to stay on the same, on the same page, right? Because I know most of you already forgot what I preached this morning. And so for some, if I preach the same message, you say, boy, that was good. Never heard that before, you know? And so that's just the way it is sometimes. But we are, we're really glad to be here, Don and I. And thank you for, for being so kind. You, you, I hope, hope it stays like this. I hope you're not just wooing me, you know? And, um, oh, I know, I'm teasing you. Lillian said, no, we really have love in this church. And I know it. And so we're, we're thrilled to be here. Thanks for being so kind to us. And you've really made, made us feel at home. You really have in, a, in just a short period of time, you know, just a couple of weeks. And so thank you for that. Look at, uh, look at this text of Scripture. Now I want to highlight a couple of verses here and talk to you tonight just a little bit about the Christian life. We'll wrap our brain around that uh, for a little bit here. Look at uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and look at verse number 17. Now, guys, stay with me. Don't do anything until I tell you, okay? I tell you, I'm, I'm hard to follow. So, there you go. Stay there until I say, go ahead. If I forget to say, go ahead, then whatever you feel you need to go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. We'll, 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 we'll get there. Look at, verse, look at verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature... Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. There's a message right there. Verse 19, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Chapter 6, verse 1. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. And may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. I want you to go back with me, and I want you to look at the first line of three verses. Look at verse 17, and again, if, you, if you're in the habit of highlighting or underlining or marking your Bible, at least take a mental picture here of these words. Therefore, if any man, notice the next three words, what are they? Therefore, if any man be in Christ. Go to verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Verse 17, if any man be in Christ. Verse 20, it says, now we are ambassadors for Christ. You, you picking this up? And then look in chapter number 6 and verse number 1. We then, as workers together, with Christ. I know it says with him, but it's speaking about Christ. Did you see that? Verse 17 again, therefore, if any man beware, in Christ. Verse 20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. 
verse uh, 1, chapter 6, we then as workers together with Christ. I want, you to, I want you to hold on to that for a second, because what I believe you'll find there is the Christian life in a nutshell, and viewed in a different perspective. But let's talk just for a second, let's talk for a moment about the Christian life. Okay? In fact, let's, let's do this. <laughs> let's, let's take that term, let's take that word Christian. Let's talk about it for a minute or two. Okay? Uh, and, and you can talk back, you can talk back at me. Uh, what, 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 what does it imply? When you, when you say oh, that person's a Christian or, uh, you know, I am a Christian, what, what, are we, what are we declaring there? What are we saying? What does that really mean? Christ-like, right? It means Christ-like, correct? Uh, in fact, that's the proper term for the word Christian, right? Christ-like. Are you aware of this? Are you aware that when Jesus called those individuals to follow him, he didn't label them as Christians? You aware of that? Jesus didn't gather that group together and say, from, from henceforth, from henceforth, you are a Christian. He didn't say that. He, he didn't give them staff shirts. And with, with a little tag here, it says Christians. No. Do, do, you, do you know, pay attention right here. Do you know what Jesus' followers were called when they followed him? Anybody know? Disciples, yes. That's exactly right. They were called people of the way. They were called the way. Yeah. They weren't called Christians. Jesus didn't say, uh, you're, in fact, he just, he just said, follow me. He didn't label them. He didn't give them titles. You know, he, he, he didn't, he didn't uh, identify his group with a catchy little, you know, like we like to do, right? You know, uh, so where, where did the term Christian come from? You know, somebody said it. Who said Antioch? And Antioch. Bible says in Acts chapter number 11 and verse number 26 that his disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. How about that? So now when you get to Acts chapter number 11, those disciples, those followers of Christ, they, they, they were in motion for a while. You know, uh, you go back to Matthew chapter number 4 and verse number 19 where Jesus said what? Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, right? And that's when he, he, he assembled his team there, right? He assembled his team, correct? Uh, again, he didn't label them. That's Matthew chapter number four. Now I'm going somewhere with this. And so follow me. And then you know what he does in Matthew chapter number five, six, and seven? He trains them, correct? What do you have in Matthew five, six, and seven? Sermon on the Mount, right? And that's where Jesus gathers that team together and he takes them through extensive training. In fact, he begins to talk to them in chapter number five, you know, the Beatitudes, right? And here's what he says to these guys. He says, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to be what I'm going to teach you to be. And, you know, it's all those, those attitudes, right? And really, that's, that's mimicking the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter number six, more information. Chapter number seven, more. And then he sends them out and reality occurs, you know? And so, man, they're, they're just on the scene, and they're with him, and they're doing ministry, and all this is happening. They're viewing all that he's doing, correct? 
The Apostle Paul comes on the scene in Acts chapter number 9, and he gets saved, and he then is sent out by the church in Antioch, and he's starting churches. And when these disciples, now they had some time to get with the program. Acts chapter number 2, the church is, you know, uh, born. It was conceived in Matthew chapter number 16, when Jesus said upon this rock, I'll build my church. Conception, birth occurs in Acts chapter number 2. Right? And here's the church, man. It's in motion. Huh? And then all of a sudden, there in Antioch, these here they, the followers, the disciples, they're there. And the people of Antioch call those followers of Christ, those disciples of Christ, Christians. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Now think about that for a second. They had they had a long period of time, and I'm not really sure how, how much time, but a long period of time to, you know, begin the process of, of becoming like Christ. And eventually, eventually their lifestyle, when in Antioch, their lifestyle reminded those people in Antioch of Jesus. And they called them, what? Christians. Christ-like. Isn't that awesome? Christians were, uh, uh, disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. And what it describes, now pay attention to this, what it describes is a lifestyle. Christianity is a lifestyle. Help me here. It's possible to be saved and not be a Christian. Because you can have a saved soul, and a lost life. I'll let that sink in for a second. I know it's Sunday night. Huh? I would hope that Antioch is not the last place disciples were called Christians. I would hope in Williamstown and Berlin, and I'm not really, I just moved here, so bear with me. I would say Bradenton and Sarasota and, you know, Venice. And, but I would hope that in each one of those communities where you and I live, where you and I engage people, where we work and where we breathe and where we do what we do, people would say, they remind me of, there's something different about them. Help me here. Why? Because of our lifestyle. Because here's the fact, and you've heard this before. Our beliefs should influence our behavior. Isn't that right? Once we say, once we declare, once we claim to be something, then by God's grace, we, we, we need to be it. Isn't that right? And so what you find here in our text of Scripture is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church in Corinth, and you'll notice this is 2 Corinthians big difference, right? Because 1 Corinthians was written to a church that was an absolute mess. I mean, they were messed up big time. But apparently, they got some things, they got some things straight now. Because in 2 Corinthians, the tone changes, right? You, you read 1 and 2 Corinthians, didn't you? You don't like to talk back to the preacher, do you? I am so used to people shaking their heads and saying amen and getting with it. And I, sometimes you're just like, wow, let me take a note here. You know, but I really do like when you get talk back. Now, if you don't like it, just pretend like you do. 
But in 2 Corinthians here, you'll find the Apostle Paul begins to lay out some real interesting truth. And I want to highlight it for you, and we won't be real long. Look at chapter uh, 5 again, 2 Corinthians 5, and then a few, few words there. Now, stay with me, guys. Uh, who's up there? Is that you, Quentin? Go ahead. Look at, that first, look at that first portion there where he talks about this. He says, therefore, if any man be where? In Christ. In Christ. And so, uh, when, we, when, when, when you begin to look at the Christian life, the Christian life begins in Christ. Some might say, in church. Others might say, in baptism. Are, are, are you, you follow that thought? Because sometimes people, you know, are you saved? Yeah, I'm saved. Well, how do you know for sure? I go to Open Bible Baptist Church. Oh, boy. Are you saved? Yeah, I'm saved. How do you know? I, 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 was, I was baptized when I was two months old. Oh, boy. We got trouble there, don't we? Because new life is in Christ. New life in Christ, right? The Christian life begins in Christ. I talked about that this morning. Salvation begins uh, in Christ, right? Second uh, Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians, chapter twelve, verse thirteen. The Bible says this: For by one Spirit are we all baptized into what? One body. That's salvation. That's spiritual salvation. Not talking about water baptism. Water baptism comes after spiritual baptism. Spiritual baptism occurs the moment you accept Christ as your personal Savior. Right? Now, on the count of three, I'm going to ask this question. I want you to give the answer. Do you know for sure that you're going to heaven when you die? One, two, three. Yes. Did we hear any no's? If I were to ask you, you know, go ahead and stand up and give us a testimony of your salvation... I'm going to assume, and sometimes it's wrong to assume, that I'm going to assume those of you who are genuinely saved would stand up and say, I got born again. You may not know the date, you may not know the day, but you knew what occurred. I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to be my personal savior. That's salvation. Life begins, now pay attention, in Christ. Much like human life begins in the mother, we get our sustenance from the source of life. And so for a child, it's the mother. For a Christian, it's Christ. Right? Do you have quick fingers? Look in John's Gospel, chapter number 15. Look there with me, just a couple pages to the rear. John 15. And notice, notice what Jesus says here in John chapter number 15. And verse number, number 4. He says... Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. Did, did you see that? I in you, you in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do? You can do nothing. Interesting, isn't it? Now, now pay attention to this. As we abide in him... He abides in us. It's his life in us. Right? And so, we would label it this way. It's internal. Kind of like your blood flow. You can't see the blood flowing through your veins, but it is. It is. Huh? If blood stops flowing 
to your index finger on your right hand, guess what happens to your index finger on your right hand? It dies. Right? And so go ahead and lift up your right hand, take your index finger, and go like this. Go ahead, do that. You know what that means? Blood's flowing. You can't see it, but it is. Huh? Do this with me. On the count of three, take a nice deep breath. Don't let it out yet. Hold it in. You ready? One, two, three. Take it. Just hold it in. Just keep holding it in. Hold it in. Just keep holding it. I'm teasing. <laughs> Go ahead and let it out. You know what just went into your lungs? Oxygen. Did you see it go in? Watch, watch. See if you can catch this. Ready? Did you see it? But it did. It did. And it does. And as it does, you know what it does? Do you know what that oxygen does? That oxygen, as I breathe it in, it picks up, it picks up the blood cells and it distributes them all throughout my body so that that index finger gets blood flow. Now, I can't see any of that, Steve, but it's going on, nor can I see the Holy Spirit of God in me, but he is. Amen. He is. You know how it's visible? First of all, blood flow is visible because I can do that, right? Oxygen intake is visible because I'm speaking to you, I'm moving, and as I am, I'm breathing, right? The life of Christ becomes visible when you and I behave like we're supposed to behave. He is in there, Spirit of God. For by one Spirit, are we all baptized into one body? It happens at salvation, living in Christ. It's He and me, and I and Him, and comes visible. He becomes visible when we begin to live like we're supposed to live. Amen? Look at the next line here, because Paul takes it to a next step. He says in verse number 20, I'm back in, in 2 Corinthians, verse number 20, he says, now then, we, we are ambassadors for Christ. And so we are living in Christ, and then notice, living for Christ. Go ahead and flip it. Living with Christ. I'm sorry, living with Christ. Right? So, uh, did, did, did you skip over one? I got to hire somebody to keep an eye on these guys up there, man. Living for Christ. Right? Now, now pay attention here. Paul mentions the work of an ambassador. You know what an ambassador is? What is he? Ambassador of the United States. What is he? Yeah, he's a representative, right? Uh, he goes to a, let's say, foreign country in place of, as a substitute for. He represents the United States of America. Isn't that right? He's an ambassador. Correct? You know what Paul said about us? Look at it again. Verse number 20. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Did, did, did you see that? You know what that means? We now are his representatives. Right? He sent us. Since he can't be here on his own, we represent him. Isn't that awesome? Years and years ago, because I've been preaching for a couple of years. I preached a message, and I've entitled, I entitled it this, I am he sent. Now think about that for a second. Say it with me. I am he sent. All right, so there's a, there's a number of ways you can, you can emphasize that. I am he sent. 
And so, in, in other words, I am sent by him. So are you, by the way, right? Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel. Every, I am, we are, he sent. But let's change the emphasis. I am he sent. Or in other words, it's Christ in me. And when I go, wherever I go, I represent him. That changes everything, doesn't it? Think about that for a second. Think about it. Look, I am he sent. And so wherever I go, I'm supposed to give out the gospel tracts. But if it's I am he sent, if I'm his representative, I got to be on my tippy toes. You're not, are you getting that? It changes everything for me. You know, it changes my attitude when I'm standing in line. And I'm wondering to myself, what is so hard about just paying? I'll pay it for you. Did you ever want to do that? Until you found out the person had about $50 worth of groceries. I'll wait. You know, huh? But as I'm standing in line, getting impatient, huh? I got to remind myself, I am he sent. And I certainly don't want to mess up my testimony. You know, I'll guarantee you, give me another week or two, I want to be a first name basis with every Wawa in, in, in Camden County. Wawa. I'm a Wawa freak. I'm addicted. I'm in this one down the end of the street here at least twice. And before I go in, I always look around and see if there's any church people. You're right? So, but think about that. Because if we, if we can keep, look here. Remember years ago, we had that little, that, that little, that little catchphrase, what would Jesus do? Remember, remember that? Uh, it was a while ago, you know. And I appreciate those things. I appreciate anyone developing anything that would help me be more aware of who I'm supposed to be. But I shouldn't need to wear a bracelet. <laughs> right? I mean, if you got to wear it to remind yourself, do whatever you got to do. I shouldn't have to wear a bracelet to remind myself that I belong to him and I'm a representative of him wherever I am. And that ought to help me to keep myself straight because I'm an ambassador for Christ. And that breaks down, that breaks down in, in, in two simple ways. Let, 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 let me share it with you. The first, you know, living for Christ reveals us at first, reveals us at first in our sanctification. Now, I won't go too deep here. Because I'm new here, and I don't want to cross over a line and end up having to leave here. <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. Uh, but we are to live, pay attention right now, we are to live sanctified lives. And there are some things that we as Christian folk just ought not, just ought not be, be about, right? Let, let's, just, let's just sum it up this way. There are th- some things that we should not do. There are some places that we should not go. There are some people that we should not be with. Don't you agree? Look here, I know it's 2022. And I, I know we're trying to adjust and, and trying to be relevant. However, when it comes to morality and character and Bible, it never changes. Right? And so there are still some places, you know, that little, remember that little song we teach our kids? Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Remember that? Be careful, little hands, what you, be careful, little feet, where you, 
Why? For the Lord up above is looking down with love, so be careful. Still valid. Come on now. Still valid. And here's the danger, Brother Bob. Here's the danger. Because our society has drifted so, and because we want to be so user-friendly, we are now doing things and allowing things that we never did nor allowed, and our children are going to take what we allow to another level. And they're going to begin to attempt things and do things, and they're going to look at you and say, what's the problem? You allowed me to, you, 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 you enrolled me in, you, 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 you sent me to, all because we've kind of shifted a little bit as a church. And I don't mean open Bible, I mean as a church. We've shifted. Huh? Are you with me? And you know what? If you read your Bible, the Bible says it, it would happen. In the end times, there's going to be a falling away from the faith. Right? It's that apostasy. And I mean to tell you, boy, it seems, and I know sometimes we'd have thought back then 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we thought, oh, yeah, that's, you know, it's just going to be this great. No, no, no. It's just a gradual falling away. People sitting in the same pews, hearing the same message, not believing it the way they used to believe it. There's a falling away. Right, Raj? It's gradual. And before long, the book doesn't have the same impact in our lives. And before long, the preacher's got to do a song and dance show to keep everybody's attention. Uh, he's got to wear jeans with holes in them to preach before he can draw a young crowd. Come on now, help me here. Huh? And not against jeans with holes in them, you know? But if that's what I have to wear to draw a young crowd, shame on us. Shame on us, right? And so when, when you and I are going to live for Christ, when we're going to live for Christ, it means that we're going to be His, we're going to be Him, and that ups my level of sanctification. Right? Huh? Now, let me just, let me just be clear here, because again, I'm new. I'm not a prude. For the last nine years of my life, I've lived in short pants and flip-flops. Where's my preacher friend down there? Isn't it awesome? Huh? I mean, outside of preaching on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, short pants and flip-flops. Nothing wrong with that. I'm glad you said that. So, if you should see me at Wawa on Tuesday evening getting a cup of coffee and short pants and flip-flops, <gasps> look at the preacher. Do you literally think I sleep in this stuff? I don't play golf in it. I don't fish in it. I don't hang out in it. Why? Because my clothing don't make me who I am. However, there are appropriate times when and where my clothing does speak volumes for me. I don't think I preach any better without a tie on. In fact, I preach better with that one on. In fact, if once, once I find the lady who created the necktie, I'm going to choke her with it. How do I know it was a lady? Because mankind would not choke mankind. That's how I knew it. I don't, Steve, I don't preach any better with or without a tie. But I know this, in order to be labeled as a fundamentalist, I got to have on the right clothing. Isn't that silly? Isn't that silly? Now, I know what you're thinking. Why are you wearing a tie? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe next week I'll just wear a T-shirt. See how you feel about that. You, you get the point I'm making? You see the point I'm making? We, 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 we strain it in that, and we swallow a camel. That's what Jesus said about a group that were labeled as Pharisees. 
Help me here. And so, if we're going to represent him, if we are going to be he sent, if we're going to make sure people, then we've got to make sure our level of sanctification is where it ought to be. And I can be kind, and I can be nice, and I can say to the person in front of me or behind me at at the supermarket, or if I'm walking down an aisle and, and somebody drops something, and I can go pick it up for them, I can do that in a suit and tie, but I can also do that in shorts and flip flops. And with a big old smile. You know what I do? Every time I leave whatever store I'm in, I never just go through the door. I always open the door and look behind me. And if somebody's coming a ways off, I hold the door for them. Now, I, don't, I won't say this. Say, you're a nice guy. Thank you, Lillian. It's not about being a nice guy. It's about an opportunity to show grace. Be kind. Be courteous. Right? You know, there's not a place that we go that my wife doesn't whip out a gospel track. She's a track star. I'm telling you, she gives, I don't even get a chance, I don't even carry it with me. She don't even, she beats me to it all the time. I don't even get a chance to say, in fact, the other day we walked out of Target, and I rarely go to these places, but she, we were communicating with the cashier, you know, and, and she said, you remember me the other day? Yeah, I was in there the other day. And so we walked out, and I, I promise you, before we got to the door, I said, did you give her a track the other day? She said, I did, because she didn't give her one that day, and I was ready to get her. I said, give me a track so I can give it to her. She already beat me to it the day before. Are you, are you with me? Sanctification. But it's also, also service. And so we become Christ, not just through our level of sanctification, but through service. And that's the way we affect other people, right? And so Jesus reminds that, James reminds, faith without works is dead. Faith is being, works is doing, and they both must come together to be Christ-like. However, It's got to be in that order, being and doing. Right? Are you with me? All right, look at one final. Look at chapter 6 and verse number 1. We then, as workers together with him, speaking of Christ. So now, now if you you follow along, here's what we found out. You know, living, living in Christ, living for Christ, and then living with Christ. Now let me let me kind of let me let me bring this together for you. You guys with me? Quincy, you with me? All right. Being is internal. Being is internal. All right. You, you, you understand that? And so it begins internally, internally, where you accept Christ as your personal savior. He's it's an inside job. Right? He begins to work on the inside. Doing, go ahead, doing is external. So whatever goes on inside now begins to reveal itself on the outside. Being, doing, right? You you got to first be before you can do. You look at the way Jesus trained his disciples there in in, uh, Matthew chapter number 5, Right? Sermon on the Mount. He began to say, be, 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 be. And then he said, you're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. So you got to be before you do. And then finally, click it if you would, striving is eternal with Christ. Chapter number 6, verse 1, we then as workers together with him. That's eternal. Now, that word striving gives the idea of putting forth an effort to attain or to accomplish 
a goal. And we're working together with Christ to accomplish a goal. What then is the goal? What's the whole goal of, of Christianity? Here it is. You ready? Number one, that God would be glorified. And number two, that the lost would be evangelized. That's why we do what we do. Correct? And when you and I, when we live the Christian life the way it ought to be lived, God is glorified, and we have opportunity to share the gospel and evangelize those who need Jesus, those who are lost. Amen? And by the way, the goal hasn't changed. The church is still to bring glory to God. The church still has the responsibility of evangelizing the lost. Right here in Williamstown, right? Camden, Gloucester County, what are we in here? Camden County, Gloucester County? Gloucester County. I mean, there's a line that divides the two, right? New Jersey, the uttermost. We can't stop until we reach everywhere. So let's not miss the point of Christianity. It commences by living in Christ. It continues by living for Christ. It concludes by living with Christ. And one day we're going to. Amen? One day we're going to hear the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and, and, and those words come up hither. Wow. And we get to go be with the Lord forever. However, we're not there yet, and we must work. Work now, because nighttime comes. And so, the disciples were first called uh, Christians in that little town of Antioch, and as I said a moment ago, may Antioch not be the last place that the disciples were, were called Christians. May wherever we go, wherever we live, people, may they see something different in you and I as we live out the Christian life. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. I'm sure glad you were here tonight. Let's pray together. Chandy, you want to jump up? and We're going to sing a song on the way out the door. Chandy's going to play soft for us right now. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for all that you do for us. We're glad that we can come back to church on a Sunday night and have fellowship with you open up the scriptures and learn truth about the Christian life. We're thankful for salvation, and Lord, we're thankful for the Spirit of Almighty God that guides us each day of our lives and helps us to become what you desire for us to be. Lord, I pray as we leave this place, as we enter into what has been called the mission field, where we live, our neighborhood, our community, our town, our, our county, that we would do our best to live out the example of the Lord Jesus Christ, being kind and being thoughtful, being courteous and, and considerate, and, and just putting others before ourselves. And Lord, we pray you give us great opportunities to make Christ known verbally and then through our lifestyle. We pray in Jesus' name, and amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.